This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm author and editor Angela Spera. I normally host this podcast with Laura Lane, my co-author of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. But this week, Laura is still on maternity leave. We have uh, two more weeks left uh, where she will be off with her babies and having a great time. And in the meantime, we have filling in for her my fiance Ian. I hope you all haven't gotten tired of me. You keep saying that, Ian. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just, you know, it's still I'm still finding my radio voice. Oh. And I refuse to call it podcasting. This is radio. <laughs> um, so I am tasked with with presenting this week's episode, which is called Making New Friends as an Adult. As an adult. Adult. I know how to say that word. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who is struggling to make work friends and another who had to end a friendship over too much negativity. Then we're talking about what's in the news, why sunlight is good for you, and we're about to enter a YOLO economy. But first, Angela, what's been on your mind this week? Uh, well, I got a dose of my own medicine recently because <laughs> Ian was... I think in, I know what this is about. Yes, Ian was invited onto a podcast that his job does. And I was lurking in the other room listening, being silent, good podcast uh, partner, as you do for me when I record. And um, I, they, so in preparation for this podcast episode, they had asked you, think of like your most embarrassing moment. And yeah, you were, they, it was, it was fun. It wasn't like a work, it wasn't like a work thing. It was like, get to know people more. So, right. Yeah, which yeah. I think is a cool idea. It was great. Yeah. It was, it was and, a lot of fun. And that's a fun question, but you were struggling thinking of an answer and you were asking me for help. And I couldn't really think of anything for you either. Cause I was like, well, you don't really have any shame and therefore you are never embarrassed, which is, you know, not a bad quality, enviable <laughs> quality. Because I'm embarrassed. I spend like 90% of my life being embarrassed about things. Um, so then when you did the podcast and it came time to answer uh-huh. that question. <laughs> what? I, so again, what I said was you don't really have any shame so you never get embarrassed. What you said on the podcast was my partner says I embarrass her more than I embarrass myself. And I was like, that's not what I said. But I feel like prior to that, you said... You did say something to the effect of like sometimes I embarrass other people with things that I do, but I don't feel the embarrassment. Maybe sure, like yeah. like like the time when we were in Hawaii and they had all the children get up on the stage, learn like a little song and dance, and you went up. Right, right. Which, Which... is something that like I feel like was now looking back like a little self indulgent, and I wouldn't do that again although it was a really cool song to learn hand motions and right yeah but the point is you had zero percent embarrassment doing that but you did it i think you did it sort of with the purpose of embarrassing the people you were with right 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 right. but like the way you said we're entertaining at least right some of some of them might have been embarrassed though yeah yeah it was like cringertainment exactly exactly um but so, like, the way it came off in the podcast was, like, me being a bitch. And then you elaborated and you were oh, no. like, yeah. uh, 
uh, like talking about the embarrassment stuff, you were like, yeah, like, like, for example, when we're in Ubers, like my, my, I always like get to know people and my partner just thinks it's a business transaction and is embarrassed and doesn't (laughs) want to talk. And like (laughs) how it came off was basically like that. I'm a snobby bitch who doesn't want to talk to the driver when in actuality, you just don't want to bother him. Well, and... I don't want to bother. And I am socially awkward. Right, so it's like, right, right. I am like, so like you getting to know like the driver's life is like funny to me as somebody who is just like n- nervous to interact with everybody. Right. But the way it came off was like that I was like evil. Right. And, but Which then... I did, but I did reach out to the person <laughs> who hosted it just to clarify all that because and like like in the moment I do wish that I had done a better job. I think sometimes I'm just like kind of I I I, I don't I don't think things through. <laughs> well that is as somebody who's been doing a podcast for a long time, I can tell you there are many times when I say something and then the recording is done and like hours and later I'm like different. Yeah. Oh, that probably came off wrong, but now it's kind of set in stone because it's not like a big enough deal to edit out but now i'm just gonna sound probably now it's there forever. forever now it's etched into eternity um yeah yeah again look shame having shame is hard but um i have to say i was initially annoyed and i was like as soon as he's done i'm gonna like let him have it and then i it took me about two seconds to be like well actually this is exactly what Ian has experienced for the last, I don't know, how many years have we been doing this podcast? A like, long time. A long time. A long so time. Yeah. it was it was a taste of my own medicine, so I really couldn't get annoyed. I've said things about you on the podcast before that you were not happy about, and but you were ultimately Oh, you mean like talking it. that I am a deaf stutterer all in one clip? Well, to be clear, I didn't say those things as negative things. No, They're no, just... I know. But it's like there's so much more to me. Well, it was one of the <laughs> earliest episodes, and that was, yeah, yeah, I guess one of the only bits of information that I had shared. So you were like, you're yeah. making me sound like Quasimodo, right? Which is also like, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I, to and to clarify, I've, I've learned over the years that these, these things about myself that I've often thought were bad or like handicaps, you actually find endearing, and is actually, you know, it's something that, you know, it's a, it can be a positive thing, but. Yeah to your listeners who don't know that when you just say those <laughs> things without any other context. Um, yeah. So yeah, I got you. You got me. But, but, but just to clarify, I do feel embarrassed sometimes. And I will say, I, you know, it is funny though, when we get into like, you know, just like a, a situation that is simply, you know, like, like, like a transactional service type situation where like, I feel like a lot of the conversation for me is very organic where I just like start talking to somebody and we just have a conversation about what it is to like, you know, drive around New York, what it right. is to do, 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 do something. But I also get sometimes maybe I am like annoying the driver and he's, and he's just like, he, he or she is just like, please shut up, sir. I just, well, I, I just want to drive and get, and get you out of here. <laughs> I project a lot of my own stuff onto other people. So I'm like, they don't like, I wouldn't want to talk. So I'm like, they don't want to talk. Right, right. So like, but so I think I'm I think that I'm making their life easier. But right. actually, I might seem like totally rude, but I'm overthinking yeah. the interaction. And sure. so it's I think it's better to be like you than it is to be like me. But it is just like unnatural for me right. to be the little chatty Kathy that you are. Got it. I, mean, I do try to read the room like like, I mean, if the conversation falls flat, I'm not going to try to push it. Be like, hey, what do you think about those giants? Like, I'm not going to I'm not like right. that. I'm not looking to make just like empty small talk. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's been going on in your week? Going to my week, well, 
I mean, life these days is so exciting. There's so much to talk about. So exciting. Um, I well, I got a new barber, which is very exciting. You've been searching for a long time for. Well, a new well I've been. Yeah, I, well, I I had somebody who I really loved, and she she's awesome and has like Dolly Parton tattoos and was like so obviously ha- I approve. Yeah, she's a very like rockabilly sensibility, which is like not me at all, but she's like a ton of fun to like get your haircut by. And then she 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 left my 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 place ever since she's been gone. I've been like lamenting and trying to find a better place. So I found this place though. I went. A friend of mine recommended it. Uh, it's in Brooklyn. It's half the price, and I went at like nine thirty in the morning. I just had like I got like a wild desire to just get a haircut once, like nine thirty in 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 the morning on a weekday, and I went and she gave me a haircut and and there was like a bunch of whiskey and it was and it was and I, and I should mention it it was a a Russian barber shop right and and one of the guys who I guess was either he like owns it with her or like a friend comes like kind of sauntering in and he goes. Hey, who wants to drink? And there was like, <laughs> there was like another guy getting his haircut, and he was like being a little coy about it. And he was like, "I guess I'll have a drink because this guy seems really excited." Then I was like, "Oh, I can't let this other guy just drink alone. That's rude." So then, sure. just, so then the the three of us just had shots of whiskey at like nine thirty in the morning. And then he tried to get me to drink another one, and I was like, "I gotta, I gotta, I gotta drive, buddy. This isn't <laughs> be like I haven't even had my coffee yet." <laughs> That's great. I mean, like where I get my hair cut, I do think they offer wine occasionally, but I always feel weird accepting it or not weird. I just like it's like I'm never in that mindset, never in a drinking mindset. But your yeah. your place seems like fun like that. Well, he came in. I mean, he but he was like a little intimidating. I got the sense that that like that, like, you know, if I'd said no, there would have been maybe judgment and or pain sure. behind it. So yeah, I, would just, I mean, like big yeah. Russian guy is going to be like, come on. Yeah, he, he would have been like, boy. he would have been like, what are you, loser? Yeah. You stupid <laughs> loser. He he would have started just kind of like negging me where I would have had to, you know, just do it. Yeah. I also think this comes down to our, like, like we were talking about with like the Ubers, like a haircut for someone like me is one of the most awkward interactions you can have because you're just staring at each other in the mirror for, and like a woman's haircut takes longer than a man's. Oh, I relish. I yeah. Relish you like, cause like you can make conversation from beginning to end. Like for me, I, again, I project onto the other person. I'm like, you don't want to talk to me probably. So let's just, I'm fine. I'm comfortable sitting here in silence. But then I start thinking about, is the other person comfortable? Is it weird? I'm just like uncomfortable the whole time. I I know that I am, it's like (laughs) exhausting to live in my brain, but I do know that other people, we've, we've talked about this on the show before and other people have written in that they also feel awkward getting their haircut. Sounds like you don't like the touch of a stranger. I don't. That is accurate. I, I love I love I love all the above. I I will say though one thing is that one thing that you might be that maybe we haven't talked about is getting a haircut has its challenges for me because I am extremely hard of hearing. Yeah. So with like especially if there's like machine whirring going on, like the clippers going, yeah, I'm like I gotta ask the barber to repeat the thing like four times. So that's how insane I am. I actually when the blow dryer's on is like my favorite part because I'm like okay, no pressure to talk because it's loud, so it'd be crazy to try and talk right now. Yeah, very stressful. (laughs) Um, But I think that's maybe if I got a drink, I would loosen up. Maybe next time I'll try that. Yeah, next time you just just take a bong hit and a and a a shot, and then go get your 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 hair done, and you'll be like, oh my god, that was the best experience I ever had. If I did that, I'd probably just fall asleep, which also fine. Yeah, isn't terrible. I certainly wouldn't be anxious, but we'll see. I'm getting a haircut next week, so I can test out all these ideas. 
Um, okay, now it is time to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Um, so obviously, we talk a lot about how we are both fans of therapy on this podcast. It is really important to be able to talk to somebody and BetterHelp will assess your specific needs and then match you with a, a professional therapist who is suited to those needs. So it's very specialized, which is great because I really do think that therapy is so much like dating. You need to find the right person and not every person's going to be for you. So you got there, you got to kiss a few toads before you find your prince. But once you do, they can help you with a whole range of issues in your life, just from goal setting to anxiety, relationships, um, even if you have an insomnia, if you have family conflicts or friend conflicts or self-esteem issues, anything like that this is this is how you work on those things. You talk to a professional. So you can send a message to your counselor at any time. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly phone or video sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. So if you got a toad, you can change counselors. Um, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So you should definitely look into it if you're interested. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash this is why. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, help.com slash this is why. Okay, let's see what we have in the mailbox. All right, Angela, let's... Read it to me. Hit me. Hit me with the mailbox. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So first up, we have an anonymous listener, and they write, I love your pod, and I wanted to send a request for an episode about making new friends as an adult. We took her advice. That's what this week's whole episode is about. Um, so she says, I'm a female in her late 20s, still trying to figure out my life and working in a science field. I didn't want to believe the stereotype, but it's very hard to make work friends because the people I work with don't all have similar interests as me. I've tried making friends with people in other parts of the company, but although I try not to take it personally, they've been disappointing and flaky when trying to grab coffee or a happy hour drink pre-COVID. Um, but do these things but do these things all the time with people in their department. Oh. Um, I'm still youngish, single, and full of energy for life, but all of my closest friends live in different cities, and I always feel like I'm missing out in my city. How would you recommend establishing new adult friendships during and after COVID? Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's what this week's whole episode is really about. I have to say, um, I really feel for you. I... Um, I'm actually starting a new job myself next week and it is going to be remote for the foreseeable future. And for me, luckily I'm not in a new city. I have friends here. Um, so I don't have to like rely on work for being where I meet friends, but for a lot of people that is where they meet people, especially if they're new to a city. So like, I really, I feel for people that are in these like post COVID times, like working remotely. I mean, it sounds like you're working with people in person, but 
the remote thing like adds a whole other challenge. Yeah. And also just friends. in general with COVID, like even if you're working with people, I think it, it adds another layer of just there's some maybe discomfort or for for some people an excuse to not do things. Um yeah. so it kind of throws another complexity into the mix. Uh when it's already hard to kind of, you know, meet people in certain situations. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, like, you also, I think it's harder. Well, her question isn't specifically about um, making friends remotely, which, like, we could talk more right, about right. later. But because um, I was going to go off on that whole thing. But, yeah, for her situation, yeah, it sucks because it sounds like you're putting in the effort. You're really trying. And these people are not reciprocating. Um I think, yeah, and I what I would say is, so I, to, to kind of answer your question, how would you recommend establishing new adult friendships during and after COVID? Well, I think, you know, luckily we're kind of uh, heading in the right direction. Things are going to be opening up, uh, you know, slowly but surely, and people will will be returning to, to their offices, and hopefully those who maybe were, were less comfortable, you know, being social or doing things will then be more comfortable and will also want to do things because they hadn't been. So I think you have that working in your favor. But I would say in in, in general, like, it, it's, you know, work is definitely one place to, to meet people, make friends, but it's not the only place because, you know, you can just, just take a list, take a whole inventory of, like, things you love to do, Um, you know, you know, just make a list of all your interests. And I'm sure, you know, if you live in a city, there's tons and tons of opportunity to, like, do things so for example like if you like to cook or to bake for example like you could go and take like a cooking class or a, a baking class or like go to like you know like a meetup group or something like 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 that 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 focuses on cooking um there's definitely like a ton of opportunities to like find the people who share your interests in a big city or in a or even a, a medium-sized city or a small city there's definitely uh let your interests guide you is what i would yeah. say I agree. Yeah. If you're trying to make it work with these work people, but you really just don't have anything in common, which definitely happens. You're, you're in the science field, but like, and there are a lot of fields, the one that I'm in occasionally can attract sort of, and you know, it's funny. I was saying I'm introverted, uh, but also I'm like, I'm like introverted, but I'm also sociable. I don't know. I'm like a weird hybrid, but like my, like editing is a lot of introverts so it can be hard to befriend people um so i definitely feel you there um i think that like what i would say because it does make your working life easier if you do have a friend there so if you feel like there's still some people that you want to try with um i would say try and be friendly in the office first like don't jump right to making plans like try and spend some time like having non-work related conversations while still at work work your way up to it yeah yeah exactly yeah totally right because then you'll you'll just naturally sort of feel bonded to people and and it'll be it would be more weird for them to leave you out of plans that they're making with their departments if, if you really like kind of buddy up to them at work i think i agree and just to kind of go off that like i can definitely tell you from my own personal experience like any any good friend i've made in the workplace it's always started that way it's been very Same. organic been very much just just like you just connect with somebody you know, you're, you're you're just find yourself talking to them a lot you have a lot in common and little by little like you start to do stuff and i understand right now it, it, it's just not as normal because of what's going on but I, I i do think that the more 
you know, you're able to be around people and just have the, those organic conversations, it'll, it'll fall into place. But also, yeah, do try to find, you know, like I know that I know coworkers who talk about they go to like like a like a running club or they go yeah. to like you know or they'll they'll just like I we actually were talking the other day about like picking up trash as part of the Prospect Park Alliance like even stuff like that it's like a whole group of people who like like sustainability and the environment like if you do like little silly like volunteering and stuff like that as mm -hmm. well like you're always gonna find like 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 minded people and there's always a chance for you to connect with with those extra touch points yeah. One last thing I would say, and this is something that I was always really bad about because I'm shy, but um, uh, if you are working in person, like I know in my old office, there was like a communal kitchen where everybody would go if they, if, you know, some people ate at their desks quietly and then other people would go and eat in the kitchen if they wanted to like socialize with other people and just see what was going on around the office. So if you do have a situation like that, um, I would recommend like yeah putting yourself in that position to, to be around other people yeah and if there's like maybe like a i don't know some some workplaces have like a a party planning committee for like for the holidays and stuff like you could join that yeah definitely yeah it's good to increase your increase your touch point possibilities but also don't seem too desperate yeah don't time. be too thirsty don't be too thirsty because because people can 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 definitely read that like you know nobody wants to to be the one who's like talking somebody's head off when like they're trying to like leave the office or something right. like that, which which yeah. you know i think everybody's been in that position at some point but yeah as long it's about striking a balance i think yeah i agree good advice um, okay, next is another anonymous listener, and she writes, I had a very negative friend who I had met through work. We are both teachers, but she was always just constantly complaining about every aspect of her life. For example, I have no friends, and I'll never find a boyfriend. And she was very selfish. that attitude. Uh, yeah. Uh, she says, and, and she was very selfish, and it was mostly just about her all the time. It was May 2020 and COVID was already weighing heavy on my mental health. I told her it was hard to hang out with her and she was so negative. Um, when she got upset and never talked to me. Oh, so then she got upset and never talked to me again. Do you have any experience dealing with negative friends like this? <laughs> I mean, you and I have a friend who is very negative. Who or, you know, has bouts of negativity and you know, who doesn't occasionally. And we have to like mentally prepare ourselves sometimes when we see that person. Um, so I feel ya. I think like if, if the person is bringing nothing to the table, like it sounds like this person was, I, I actually totally support you cutting off ties with them. And I think a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people dance around it. And uh, then they're just strapped for life with this like friend who, uh zaps their energy all the time so good for you that you confronted it and and took care of the situation um i think uh i do think communicating about it is the right choice you know it won't always end well like it didn't here um but okay it, there's the other outcome where you talk about it and the friend is maybe like offended at first but then has some time to like reflect on what you've said and uh, is like, oh, yeah, maybe I am not being a good friend or maybe I have these issues that I have to address that I didn't realize were spilling over into my social life. Like sometimes people just aren't even aware. Yeah, I definitely think that like communicating is 
the way to go. I think um, it's like a hard thing to have a conversation about because it's like you don't want to hurt. You know, if somebody's already in a bad place, you don't want to kick them while they're down. Right. Um, that can be delicate. That's the delicate thing. Um, but I would say, yeah, like I would, you know, just being really honest and, you know, I, it might seem confrontational at first, but just saying, you know, that you feel like, you know, you're not getting what you need out of the friendship and that, you know, you, you want to be there for the person, but you feel like, you know, they're not really, you know, they're not really giving you the time of day the way you need it. I mean, I think just like having an open conversation about that, but kind of even putting it behind the guise of like, you know, you, you care and you want things to be okay, I think is, is really helpful. But yeah, I think, I think just letting it go is going to make everybody, it's going to make all parties miserable. You got to yeah. say something. And like, obviously that's what friends are for. You're going to vent to them sometimes, but it can be very frustrating when you have that person in your life who kind of just keeps making excuses and not changing anything and just repeating the same negative patterns. Uh, like, yeah, you're going to, eventually you're going to hit a wall in terms of your sympathy. Totally, totally true. Yeah, it's definitely, and you know, it's good for them. And the way you kind of think about it is that, like, you're not, you're not really helping them by not saying anything. You know, yeah. Ultimately, like, like, and sometimes, you know, if if they're a good friend and there's somebody who, like, you know, clearly, like, if she says these things about herself that she doesn't have a, she's not, she has no friends and and no boyfriend. Like, you're not really like you're you're not really fishing with like. The, you know, with like you know dynamite i mean you're just like you're you're, you're kind of clearly not the only person who thinks this well right and and also it's like a lot of times you know friends like that just want you to uh, you know confirm their negative thoughts about themselves um yeah. but really like the only way to help somebody out of that pickle i think is to is to confront it head on and you know and, and say like you know you need to figure out how to get out of this because it's not really productive right Ah, it's hard though. So if you want your listener questions answered, you can email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com or you can DM us on Instagram at this is why the pod. Please be concise. You can also find our contact info on our website at this is why the podcast.com. Next up, we're going to talk about what's in the news, but first let's thank our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. So I just had a phone call at my new job today where we found out that <clears throat> maybe in September we're going to be working from the office. And for lots of reasons, I'm not looking forward to that. But one of them being that I have to wear uncomfortable clothing again, potentially. So I'm going to have to revamp my wardrobe. I'm so happy to have Stitch Fix in my life. Um, the cool thing when you when you order a fix, you can leave a note for your stylist. And I wrote, I want fancy pants with elastic waistbands, not sweats. Hopefully they know what that means, but I'm sure they do. Um, and they're going to deliver it right to my door and I'm not going to have to think about it. So that's why I love Stitch Fix. Um, Stitch Fix is a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life and it's e and the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. You try on pieces of pieces at home before you buy keep your favorites and send back the rest stitch fix has free shipping easy returns and exchanges any prepaid return envelope is included so it's all really really easy and there's no subscription required so very low commitment 
Get started today at stitchfix.com slash this is why, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash this is why for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix, stitchfix.com slash this is why. All right, let's talk about what we've been reading this week. Um, so I was reading The Science of Why the Sun Makes Us Feel So Happy. This is in The Telegraph by Alice Hall. And, and also why everybody's been miserable the last year without getting out and seeing the sun. Exactly. Now, Unless I, you live in, like, California right. or someplace really nice. I So I was always the kind of person who, like, I enjoy rainy days. I love, like, fall. And I don't even hate the winter that much. Um, so like, and sometimes even like, I don't even love spring and summer. So I have like, I, I know I'm the opposite. What do most. you like? I like something. <laughs> I like fall and winter. Like I like being cozy. Uh, like I have like, like people who have seasonal depression. I sometimes I'm like, oh, I think I have like the inverse of what those people have, but I feel like you need to like move to like, uh, wherever the, where the girl, the girl with the dragon tattoo was where filmed. it's like. Darkness. Which I think is what is like uh, is 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 uh, Stockholm. Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. I think you need to move to Stockholm. Um, but but I'm saying all that to lead up to the fact that this past year has broken me of that. Oh right, right, right. Because it has been too dark in both literal and metaphorical senses, and I uh, like, I think also because like the only thing that I was able to do for fun on a daily basis was go for my little walk outside. So when it was really cold, I was like, this would be so much easier and more pleasant <laughs> with sun on my face. And then sure if enough, it like, wasn't 20 degrees. No. Yeah. And then like the first day that it was like, like 60 and I could wear a light jacket. I almost cried. I was like, this is so beautiful. Um, so I finally get it. I see the light literally metaphorically. Um, so, but that was a good one. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, so the science, I don't know why previously it was lost on me, but it's caught up to me. Um, but here's the science behind why all uh, the sun feels so good. So one, it boosts our mood. This is due to the link between sunlight and our serotonin levels. And that's that the happy hormone. Um, sun, Ian, Ian has insomnia, but did you know, Ian, that sun can improve your sleep? Well, yeah, helps with your circadian rhythm which funny that very was good my very first yeah i mean i've been the doctors yo <laughs> i i that was actually the first thing i was ever diagnosed with with a circadian rhythm disorder but um yeah but it, it's much more than that fun fact <laughs> that doctor also acknowledged that i have a fat neck go on like is that a, is there anything medically that you're supposed to do about that or it's just like an it oh was, wait. you know you have a fat neck by the way it was it was you should have sleep apnea but you have a circadian rhythm disorder. Get get out in the sun. That fun fact is I have both. Go on. Okay. Well, yeah. So circadian rhythm also it says regular exposure to sunlight encourages the production of melatonin, and that is of course the hormone that regulates your body's sleep wake cycle. Um, the sunlight gives your sex drive a lift, according to researchers at Medical University of Graz in Austria. They found that spending just one hour in the sun can boost a man's testosterone levels by 69%. I feel that is so true. I feel like I could just wield an axe 
and like and <laughs> and like you know and, and there's like in one of the uh, Avengers movies like of Captain America just like breaking just like splitting logs with his bare hands uh-huh. yeah I totally feel that after I'm in the sun for a little bit but do you mean that like metaphorically <laughs> no literally <laughs> sexually I can put, no yeah all the above. <laughs> Great. Um, a couple other stuff. It gives your bones a boost. It improves midlife brain health. Your eyes also need sunlight. Researchers at King's College London in London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine found that regular exposure to sunlight lowered the risk of nearsightedness in children and young adults, which also explains why I need to get glasses this year because I have not gotten enough sunlight. Um, and then finally, it can lower your blood pressure. That's a good one because that I like salty food. So can eat your salty food, but be in the sun. Just go lay on the beach. You'll be fine. It's going to solve all your problems. You're going to be horny. You're going to be sleepy. (laughs) You're going to (laughs) have low blood pressure. But every everybody should just make sure wear sunblock. Yeah, very important to wear sunblock. That is important. You want to look beautiful and prevent against uh, skin related illness. Very responsible disclaimer. Yes. Um, Ian, what have you been reading about? Reading about the YOLO economy? Uh, I love this article. You and I have, full disclosure, we've talked about this article. We've referenced it a lot in the last few weeks. Yeah, it's a good one. So this article is from Kevin Roos, uh, R-O-O-S-E, in the New York Times. Um, so th- basically the gist is uh, folks who are working from home for cor- for different tech companies, they're kind of entrenched in corporate jobs that they i think either at one point felt fulfilled by or convinced themselves that they felt fulfilled by are starting to be burned out and now that they've had a year of essentially making decent wages and doing nothing people are quitting stable jobs in search of a post-pandemic adventure um so some of the some of the clips right from this article so something strange is happening to the exhausted type a millennial workers of america after a year spent hunched over their MacBooks and during back-to-back Zooms in between sourdough loaves and Peloton rides, neither of which I did. Uh, yeah. They are flipping the carefully arranged chessboards of their lives and deciding to risk it all. Some are abandoning stable jobs, start new businesses. Others are making side hustles, full-time gigs. Um, some of them are uh, you know, writing or doing creative projects that they had longed to do but didn't find time to do before. Um, so uh, right now I can say I relate to this quite a bit i would say there's a part of me that feels incredibly fortunate that i have i have a good job and it's and it's really um it's been it's been great to to be able to save a little bit of money which i know especially right now in the last year a lot of people have struggled and so i feel incredibly grateful that i have that at the same time i definitely feel uh dead inside yeah (laughs) yeah because ironically i mean like it's nice to work from home but people are overworked. People are working too much. There are no boundaries between yeah, work life, time and like, home life. Do I live at work or do I work at home? And the other thing is, it's funny because like at first you kind of feel a little crazy. It's like, am I the only one kind of experiencing this? And then over time, over the last, especially the last, I would say like, like three to six months, um, as everybody's really very used to this world, you know, when people start talking to each other, everybody's like, well, yeah, like, especially if you, you know, you know, everybody's kind of, stuck they can't travel we can't really have a ton of recreational things so you know people are just working like i i was talking to a coworker the other day it was just like basically yeah if i'm just like on the couch and it's like 9 p.m and just like watching 
some bullshit on television. Like, yeah, maybe I'll pull out my phone and like start answering another email. And like, before you know it, like you've now spent another hour, you know, doing work when it's supposed to be free time. So, right. But um, I think people yeah. need to realize you deserve that bullshit time watching a movie. Right. right. You know, like I think yeah. people like, cause if you're like a parent and you're working, I think it's easier to be like, well, I have to take care of my kid now and whatever. But if you're like a single childless person, it's harder to justify your downtime almost. You're like, well. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. When you're a parent, like, and that's the other, like a parent, like you're, it's either you're kind of working 24 seven, but you're not doing your job. You're doing you know, kid stuff. Right. But like, yeah, to your point, and it's just that I can't, yeah, it's hard to be like, do I deserve this? But you do. That's, <laughs> You get you deserve your your downtime. It's like, but anyway. So now I think like as things are inching closer to normal and the sun is coming out and like we're in like fun summertime mode. I and people are vaccinated. I think like people that have put up with a lot during the last year are thinking about if they want to keep doing it. Like I think people kind of have a second lease on life now a little bit. If there's like one good thing to come out of this. Um, and people don't want to like waste their time being unhappy, knowing that it could all be taken away from them any second again, the way it was a year ago. Yeah. I mean, I do worry that, you know, I, I, when I think about this, this article, I do think it's like, well, like it feels that all feels very temporary. You know, I, I, I do hope that when it comes to like the YOLO economy or whatever, like I hope folks do, do find things that are like more sustainable and they actually everything they can like do for like a considerable amount of time that they don't end up back at those jobs I know. which is why i haven't done any you know my I, I haven't moved because i don't not like I, I don't have a plan you know it's like right i mean know. it's definitely a privilege it's a privilege, a huge privilege. to yeah. just be like i'm gonna leave my job and I, either i don't know what i'm gonna do or i'm gonna go travel in a van or yeah. what you know like you have to have privilege yeah a, a certain financial stability but i don't know you and i went out to we were outdoor dining the other night and the lady working at the restaurant was like very excited to tell us that she had just left her corporate job and she was kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm yeah. working here at this restaurant now. And we were like, congratulations, yellow well, economy. Right. It, I, well, I would say the other, the other side to that, and I think this might be the most important thing is actually like, is like, you know, there's a value in taking breaks. And I think there's also value in just like, you know, letting your brain wander and not be tied into or not, not be, you know, like, like so tied in like one specific thing and be like, this is my career. This is the industry or whatever, like to allow yourself to have the freedom to like want to risk and try other things. I do think is a good, a good growth kind of mindset. I agree. Um, so now it's time for our topic of the week. This week's topic is making new friends as an adult, which we got a little bit into already with our um, with our listener question who inspired this week's episode. So thank you. Um, uh, yeah, it's really, it can be hard making uh, friends as an adult. I think most of us as an adult, we look to our jobs, but if our jobs are like our listeners, our listener who wrote in and like there aren't any prospects it's like where do I go like do I really like sign up for a meetup group is that what people do um but I think that even though it's hard to figure out it's definitely worth prioritizing because having friends is very good for your mental health obviously I think um the most 
well-adjusted people I know have a good, healthy network of friends. I would agree. Um, so, Ian, you have an experience that I don't have, which is that you moved to an entirely new city um, when you were in your 20s. Yeah. Well, I did it twice. Well, technically, I did it. I mean, I moved from right. you know, home to, to L.A. when I was 23, lived there for over three years, and then uh, and then moved here when I was in my later 20s, 27. Um, and yeah, it's definitely, I would say, looking back, I mean, now that I'm in my early to mid-30s, it feels a lot more daunting than I think it did at the time. I think I was driven by like how excited I was to just be in a new place and have new experiences, but um, I would say like, one of the key things is to like let your in like like I said earlier like I always let my interests kind of guide me yeah um and I always you know just kind of naturally gravitated towards people who kind of shared those interests um and also I've you know I think a big part of it too is really having an open mind and like not 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 wanting to control the situation and I think when I first moved to LA when I was a bit younger I had like that I used to have a lot of anxiety about meeting people because it was kind of like, this is like my first like foyer into like adulthood. Um, but I think once you kind of know who you are a little bit better, like, you know, you just got to be a little patient, but like say yes to things and like, don't, don't like, don't, don't try to control every situation. Just kind of like be a little go with the, the flow. Sometimes say yes to things that you might not want to do. If it means like getting in, you know, getting connected with certain people, that's not a good thing for like long term, but like, <laughs> When you're when you're in a new place, you know it's like have that like open explorative mindset. I think, and it will lead you to connecting with people. I actually, I totally agree with that I think like you know, hopefully, if you move someplace new, you know a few people in that place. Like that is also helpful. Yeah, but I think yeah. you know you don't want to like we were talking about being too thirsty before. Yeah, you don't want to become a burden to that like one person that you know. But what you do want to do is make sure. You, when they invite you somewhere, you show up. You like, even if it's a situation where you're like, maybe you don't know, like if you, if, if you're comfortable and it's going to like require some, some getting to know new people, you just go because I think that the easiest way to kind of create a network is like friends of friends. Like, you know, this one person in this new place and you go out to dinner with them and a few of their friends and you meet those people and you, and try and stay in touch with those people. Like, Connect with them on social media. Again, don't be too thirsty. Don't be down their throats, yeah. like messaging them right away, but like slow, slowly build up a relationship with, with these new people. Yeah, I would agree. Actually, that's a great point that, I mean, I, I definitely have been, been very lucky in the sense that like the places where I've moved, I have known people and, and, but like to Angela's point, like I never, I never ever fully relied on those people to like occupy my time. I made it like, I kind of allowed those people to like essentially be like the stepping stone to, to meeting other folks. And then, yeah. And then kind of like over time to Angela's point, like you don't want to be hitting them up, them, them up constantly, but like, you'll, you gotta be patient. And over time, you know, you will find that like, you know, if there's real, if there's, if there's people you really connect with and you get along with and you have a good time with, like they'll want to be, in your presence just as much as you want to be in there ultimately. Right. Yeah. And I mean like you in particular, I think it's funny when I, I'll meet friends of yours from LA or, or from somewhere else. And when you ask, like, Oh, how do you guys know each other? It's like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's like, this yeah. was my roommate, sister's boyfriend. What, like, you know, you just, yeah. uh, 
it's you always put yourself like in situations where yeah. you, you you were able to like meet the meet all those people yeah i've been very lucky and fortunate like in that sense but 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 yeah i think i think a lot of if a lot of people kind of like un, you know connect the dots backwards they'll kind of they'll, they'll kind of all find some version of that i think right but then there there, there 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 is also jobs so like going back to the earlier comment like you know you can definitely find people at work that you connect with too but you know let it be organic yeah as well yeah uh, yeah i agree um so we you know obviously we want to end um on a note from an expert so i went on opradaily.com and oprah uh, like like the oprah the oprah um, this is this advice is not from Oprah, but it's for someone from someone who writes for Oprah. So I trust it. Um, and this is uh, how to make new friends as an adult by Michelle Darasaw. So I just thought we'd quickly go through some of these other ideas. Um, so she says you can download friend finding apps. They recommend something called Hey Vina, which I have never heard of, but I know that like Bumble also for a while did like a friend version. I don't know if they still do it. I personally would be skeptical, but see, this is what exactly what you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be me. Don't be skeptical. Like we were just yeah, saying, I, put yourself in, you know, whatever, try, try everything. Yeah. Um, and if it's, if you meet shitty people, then you don't, you don't do it anymore, but you might as well try. I like that you have here in, in Angela made a comprehensive list of things. I like that you have joined a class and I, I'll say that like, I actually, uh, I, I took a, a, a class from uh, what, the general assembly a couple years ago mm -hmm. it was like, kind of like a ux class it was like part of work or whatever and like at the time i wasn't really in like the mindset of like making new friends but i remember leaving it because it was very collaborative it was like group work and i remember just thinking like oh like i really like those people like like had i been really looking for that like i would have connected with them i would have probably tried to like keep in touch and i will also say if if, if you do live in a city as things kind of get get normal again there's always like like if you go to like panel discussions or yeah. like in person or like book readings or like anything kind of like 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 that i feel like you'll always find you'll always just kind of like bump into people and like you, you 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 might really find somebody there that you like end up talking to yeah i mean yeah the next two things on this list are join a meetup group and take adult classes and this podcast wouldn't exist if i hadn't signed up for a there class that's right where laura, laura and i met in a that wasn't sketch planned. comedy writing class um and it's no like signing up for that class was one of the best things i ever did i did it because i was interested in uh the writing aspect I, you know i didn't go into it being like i'm gonna make lifelong friends here so yeah but like it happened like i it, like so many great things came out of just signing up for one class so yeah, like kind of like we were saying before, think about what you're interested in, sign up, you never know what could happen. Um, I prefer the class thing to like the meetup group thing. But everybody has their own preference. But right. You know? But everybody and has their own their own comfort level with, with things and sometimes you don't want a class. You just wanna yeah. um, you wanna do like soccer? I don't know what if there's well, I mean there's well, meetup well, groups. Oh, for like dog sports or something like that, just just like or, or like team sports or whatever, like yeah, a lot of different kinds of things. Um, you can also find a local book club or visit the library or like Ian said, attend a panel on a topic that you're interested in. Or a book reading. Or a book reading. Um, I love, so take your dog for a walk at a nearby park. So I don't think I realized what a great way this is to, to meet people because I don't have a dog. 
But we have a friend who recently got a dog and, and he takes it to off-leash hours and he said everybody's so friendly and chatting. And also, Ian and I were outdoor dining the other night and uh, there was like there were these two hunky Australian men next to us with this like gorgeous dog. And so many women stopped to talk. They were like women walking their dogs. So they had like a good opening and like the dog would like start sniffing the Australian guy's dog and then they'd be chatting. And I was like, I can't believe what I'm witnessing. Like this guy must talk to so many women all day. And the best part was stupid Ian and I, who were just like dumb dumbs who love puppies were kept trying to like insert ourselves in the conversation being like oh puppy hi puppy and like meanwhile we were it was like, a kind of dog. we were, we were cock blocking a little bit it they were like great. ignoring us we we're like oh never mind sorry hot people <laughs> so the one the one guy in particular very attractive yeah very attractive oh. man very attractive dog all around yeah just the two around. of them when owners they could have like been their dogs. yeah well it would have <laughs> yeah. been a quadruple actually because of the dog but, like, I, I heard him being like, so do you, like, walk your dog around this area a lot? Like, do you go to the park? Like, it was, like, it was yeah. perfect. I mean, that was a, more of a romantic connection, but you can also make a friend that way. And, you know, either way, I have talked to so many strangers just by petting their dogs. Yeah. And uh, and it's, like, lovely. And if anything, you have a li- nice little interaction. Yes. And finally, use social media to your advantage. If you're following someone who posts great photos or shares funny tweets, reply and engage with that person by asking questions. Like this might in some cases be a long shot for starting a friendship. But I have to say, I like I know somebody speaking of making adults in in or friends in adult life, like one of my newer friends that I made was somebody who we just like both would post a lot of like old Hollywood stuff. We're both interested in that kind of stuff. And we would like message each other all the time uh, when one of us would post about it. And then finally when events would come up that involved that stuff, like going to a movie screening or something, we were like, you're the only other person I know that would want to do this. Do you want to go with me? And like we went and that came out of social media. I also, I like post photos from around my neighborhood often and somebody who is like a friend of a friend recent, recently messaged me and is like, oh, I just moved to your neighborhood. Uh, we should like hang out sometime. And I was like, yeah, totally. So like, you know, be, be bold, be bold, but don't, don't be creepy. You know, like don't just, I wouldn't say do that with a stranger, but like develop yeah. a relationship with the person and, and you could do that. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, the, the ultimate thesis is like increase your touch points because yeah. The more the the more you do that, also the, the the more you'll do, and the more you'll feel like you know you're 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 living, a you know a fulfilled life, and then obviously the more intentional you you are with those things, the the more you'll enjoy it, those those interactions. Yeah, and like you know, if you've ever seen the movie The Cable Guy, <laughs> you will know that sometimes people are just not accepting new friends at the moment, and if that's the case, move on. Move on. Don't take it personally. There are other friend fish in the sea just like with dating, but definitely try and like read those signals because sometimes people aren't open for whatever reason. It that could have nothing to do with you, but just move right along. So that's it for this week's This Is Why podcasts. Yeah, check out Angela and Laura's book, This Is Why You're Single, and Laura's book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. They are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and your local indie bookstore. Very good, Ian. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. 
We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at This Is Why the Podcast. I'm oh, sorry, at This Is Why the Pod, no cast. Um, please don't you know your own Twitter handle? <laughs> I really don't. Uh, please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening to next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>